When you go to the airport and have to go through one of those newfangled backscatter x-ray machines, how do you feel about it? Are they an inconvenience? An invasion of privacy? Those TSA agents can see you practically naked. But on the other hand, are they really seeing you or just the shape of your insides? Either way, it's nothing that hasn't been seen before, right? Well, that wasn't always the case. More than 120 years ago, at the turn of the 19th century, the human body was still quite inscrutable. The late 1890s were the height of inhibited Victorian sensibilities, and most bodies were kept under tight wraps, sometimes literally in the case of the hourglass corsets fashionable at the time. In today's age of oversharing, when we post ultrasounds of our babies on Facebook before they're even born, we're used to seeing and being seen, inside and out. So it's hard for us to imagine how shocking and thrilling it was in early 1896 when newspapers began to broadcast the fact that a German scientist had found a way to see through solid objects, had in fact discovered some new kind of invisible light that could pass right through clothing and even skin to reveal what lay underneath. Accompanying this news as it raced around the world was an even more astonishing image, which showed the dim skeletal outline of the bones in a woman's hand, punctuated by a substantial ring that seemed to float around the bony finger. This wasn't a picture of a skeleton from a medical school, but a glimpse inside a living, breathing person. A document that changed the world, an x-ray image of a human hand, taken by Professor Wilhelm Röntgen in Germany, 1895. I'm Eli Ganderud at the University of Washington Information School. It was November 8, 1895, a Friday night. A 50-year-old German physicist, little known outside his own university, was diligently replicating a fairly routine experiment when he stumbled across a phenomenon that would change the modern world forever. Wilhelm Röntgen had been preparing to conduct an observation of cathode rays, which he knew he could create by passing an electric current through a partial vacuum within a glass tube. He also knew that he could observe the rays once they were created because they would make a particular kind of screen glow if it was held quite close to the tube. Before he could even get started, though, he noticed an unexpected faint light coming from the screen, even though it was all the way across the room and not in the right position to be hit by the cathode rays. Rankin realized there must be a new kind of electromagnetic radiation coming from the tube and striking the screen, causing the mysterious glow. He spent the next six weeks feverishly investigating this strange new phenomenon, barely leaving his lab while his wife left his meals outside the door. This radiation was unlike anything that had ever been seen before, and he was single-minded in his investigation. For convenience, he used the letter X in his notes to describe this new phenomenon, and despite later attempts to name Röntgen rays after their discoverer, his casual notation is the one that stuck with us. The X-rays seemed to be a new kind of light, invisible to the naked eye, that could shine right through what had previously been considered impenetrably solid objects, like wood or paper or skin. A few days before Christmas, Röntgen invited his long-suffering wife into the lab and asked her to lay a hand on the table. The mysterious new rays streamed through her skin, and 15 minutes later, they had the image soon to be seen around the world, slightly blurred but definitely real, showing each of the delicate bones in Frau Röntgen's left hand. Professor Röntgen wasted no time in sharing his findings. He wrote up the results in a short paper called On a New Kind of Rays, and two weeks later, the front page of the major newspaper in Vienna carried the story of the discovery, along with the striking image of Frau Röntgen's skeletal hand. The day after that, the news spread by telegram to London and then New York. 
Soon newspapers all over the world were breathlessly describing Professor Rentkin's discovery. Hidden solids revealed, trumpeted the New York Times headline. These ghost pictures, as the press called them, inspired unease and scientific curiosity in equal measure. Editorials and cartoons from popular magazines and newspapers of the time were quick to speculate about whether this ability to take pictures through solid walls was the end of decency, morality, respectful privacy. Some suggested a new market for lead-lined underpants to keep out the prying eyes of scientists and photographers. The market for lead bloomers never really took off, undoubtedly because the uneasiness didn't last in the face of the immediate positive applications of this new technology. Not two months after X-rays made their world debut, they were being used to create evidence in a legal trial when a Canadian man who'd been shot in a bar fight was able to submit for the judge's consideration an X-ray image showing the bullet lodged in his leg. Even faster came the first instance of a doctor using an X-ray as a diagnostic tool when, less than a week after Rentkin's findings were widely published, an English physician used an X-ray image to locate a needle embedded in a patient's hand. After all, once they knew what to look for, it wasn't all that difficult for scientists to reproduce the astonishing new X-rays. Within months, even weeks, X-rays were all over the world. Machines were hastily constructed everywhere from London, where visitors to Hyde Park could pay two pence to see inside their bodies, to Chicago, where slot machine-style setups allowed curious individuals to put in a coin and see the bones in their own hands any time they wanted. In New York, even Bloomingdale's got into the act, luring in customers with demonstrations of the new rays. Now, anyone who's recently been smushed under a bulky lead vest while getting x-rays done at the dentist might be astonished at such casual, lengthy radiation exposure. But you've got to remember that at the time, the dangerous effects of x-rays were completely unknown. Tragically, it wasn't until months, even years later, that the first dangers of radiation began to be recognized, when early radiologists began to experience unpleasant and painful side effects like burns and mysterious cancers. It was really many years before the dangers were fully understood and addressed. In fact, the immediate concerns about x-rays weren't physical, they were psychological, even spiritual. I have seen my death, Frau Röntgen supposedly exclaimed when she saw that first ghostly image of her own bones. And no wonder. Before x-rays, the only opportunity to see the inside of the human body was after death, maybe in moments of terrible trauma like accidents or amputations. And no wonder. Before x-rays, the only opportunity to see the inside of the human body was after death, or maybe in moments of terrible trauma like accidents or amputations. Now, curiosity seekers could gawk at their own mortality for two pence a pop. Many of these demonstrations took place right alongside another new technology that was causing a sensation. During the same month that Rentgen was squirreled away in his lab investigating a mysterious glow, another visual revolution had happened, this time in France, where the Lumiere brothers were putting on the world's first projection of film before a paying audience. They thrilled audiences with their new moving pictures, but it took some time before movies grabbed the popular imagination in the same way that X-rays did. X-rays garnered far more attention over that first year. After all, while these moving pictures were a wondrous thing, they still showed mostly what could already be seen with one's own eyes. Everyday life, trains moving, people, horses in the streets... In a way, they were a natural, even expected, progression in the field of photography. X-rays, on the other hand, came out of nowhere to reveal hidden mysteries of the human body, and they brought about an unprecedented, almost magical expansion of the visible world. They were a public spectacle that also brought about immediate practical improvements in science and medicine. Rentgen refused to take out patents on his discovery. He even donated the money when he was awarded the very first Nobel Prize in Physics in 1901 claiming that this discovery was far too useful for one man alone to profit from it.
Now, more than 100 years later, blasé as we are about our overexposed, overshared bodies, it's still hard not to be impressed by the image of that shadowy, skeletal hand when Professor Rentkin's new rays allowed us to take our first good look inside ourselves. <laughs>